Hey everybody, this is Mike from the PR4 Society and you're listening to the PR4 Society podcast, the community-focused show that takes a proactive, practical, and principled approach to preparation. There's more information regarding preparedness than any other time in recent history. There still isn't enough information and the minuscule amount that is available is either buried or diluted by a barrage of constant entertainment. With the amount of information available, there still is one essential item that is often overlooked. What is it? Why is it important? And how can we address it? What if gas becomes unavailable and you need to walk two, three, four? miles or more round trip to purchase or barter for a necessary item or you need to manage that garden on a hot summer day to keep it free from pests or maybe bring water manually to it because we're going through a dry spell so that you can maintain your food reserves as much as possible or you need to split wood so that you can have warmth for you and your family on a cold spring fall or winter night Life as we know it could, and I believe as things stand today, will change, requiring more physical effort and output, at least more than I've ever had to do in my life. Had to. Not to mention, we've been dependent on everything but ourselves for things like food, water, and even health. But what if the clinics and the hospitals become overrun or worse? down for various reasons. Everything that you and I will both need to do to sustain ourselves will be more demanding than sitting in a cubicle, sitting in our car, swinging through the grocery store to pick up some groceries, or answering the front door to accept our DoorDash dinner delivery for the night. We are so complacent. And I'm concerned that so many of us think that we're so prepared, but we're missing things. I was speaking with someone yesterday who said, I've got water. I've got food for six months. I have basic medical. I was in the medical profession, the nurse's aide, but there's no security. We all have holes. We all have gaps. We have got to stay diligent and sharp on doing these things. It's not just about water. It's not just about food. It's not even just about basic medical. It's about a well-rounded plan because when it's time to implement the plan, that is not the time to realize when you can't do anything about it that you had a blind spot. So stay tuned. Stay diligent. Stay sharp. Stay committed as if though your life may depend on it because I hope I'm wrong, but it might. Now, no matter your level of health and wellness and fitness today, it's imperative that you start making some adjustments today. Unlike driving to the store to add your water reserves, or which is a good idea, picking up some bags of beans and rice to adding some more food to your long-term storage plan, also a great idea. But unlike those, or adding some security deterrence to your home, also a good idea. Those have immediate impacts in your health and wellness and your physical fitness level. It's a slow process. But that shouldn't stop you from making incremental changes today. 
By doing this, you also reduce the mental and physical stress in your body for adapting to these changes. And might I add that <laughs> these times will be stressful physically and mentally already. So make the distance that you have to adapt to both physically and mentally, make it smaller, shorten it while you can by making small, slight, incremental adjustments today. Now notice, I'm not saying buy an expensive gym membership or go out and purchase a whole bunch of gym equipment, set your alarm to 4 a.m. seven days a week, hire a personal trainer, invest in some expensive workout clothes and shoes and choke down organic wheatgrass shakes with raw eggs every morning and suck up the soreness the day or two after when you can barely walk up or down those steps. I'm not saying that because it's not practical and it's not sustainable. But this subject is essential. It's critical. It's very important. So we have to ask the question, what can we do? What can we actually do today? There are five areas I want to address. Each one individually is important. Each one of them uh, and, and add to a collective plan of overall health and wellness. And by making these small changes today, it will pay dividends when the going gets more challenging and rough. Because by that time, it may be too late. Because you can't make an immediate change on your physical health, wellness, and physical fitness. This important prepping item is a process. It's like growing a garden. You need to work the soil. You need to purchase the seeds. You need to plant the seeds. You need to provide the correct environment and ensure adequate water and sunlight. Keep it free from pests. And then you wait. The results will come, but it is a process and it's not a fast one in our microwave society. No matter where your level of health and fitness is today, it can improve from here. And I would argue that it should improve from here. So start from wherever you are today. The first area is water. In the last couple of episodes, I've been emphasizing water. You can't live without water for more than a day. You will begin to feel horrible. Your body will begin to break down. Uh, hydration is critical. It's why I've spent a couple of episodes emphasizing it. It's why it's number one on my list of five things today. Most of us are dehydrated. It's a matter of how de dehydrated are we? Is it, uh, is it minor? Is it moderate? Or is it severe? I see a lot of people with moderate to severe dehydration. The phys physiological um, symptoms are easy to spot. And we have a lot of people walking around with headaches that go to doctor appointment after doctor appointment and neurologists and MRIs and and brain CT scans and taking medications and a leave and, and pickling their, you know, their livers and their kidneys to take uh, various forms of things that will help them with their headaches. And in some cases, not all, but in some cases, it's dehydration. Just drink more water. Hydration is essential for life in so many body processes. We don't have time to get into that today, but this is why it's number one. I drink 90 ounces of filtered water per day. I have a 30-ounce BPA-free water container I purchased on Amazon, and I make sure to fill that up and empty it at least three times every day. Now, notice I didn't say that I have a Coke because Coke is not water. Capri Sun is not water. Gatorade is not water. Fruit drinks, not water. Coffee most certainly is not water. In fact, coffee dehydrates you and increases your water intake need for the day. One quick impact for most of us to make 
is to cut out the junk that we drink, the sports drinks, the, 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 the fruit drinks, the Capri Suns, the Cokes, the Mountain Dew, the Diet Dr. Pepper. They're loaded either with sugars and stimulants or artificial sweeteners. Just cut that stuff out and switch to water. You can add a little lemon for flavor. Your body will thank you. I'll get to more in just a moment what some of those fruit drinks do to your body physiologically. Number two is diet. The standard American diet, ironically, the acronym is SAD or SAD, the SAD diet. It is SAD indeed. Similar to your fluids intake, our diet would definitely benefit from cutting out things that are negatively impacting our health. It's not always adding things in that we need to do. I think in, in, in the standard American diet, we just need to cut a lot of different things out, like processed foods, processed foods like Pop-Tarts, like breakfast cereals, like Hot Pockets. There are a lot of processed foods that make things convenient for us. Le- re- listen, just read the ingredients. If you don't know what it is and you can't pronounce it, God did not intend for your liver and your and your kidneys to have to, and your GI system to have to break that down and process all of the uh, man-made stuff and filter it out so it stores up in your body, stores up as fat and it stores up as toxins and the toxins store in your fat cells and it creates inflammation and it's a cascade of negative effects that you don't want. Disease is a slow process. You might look and feel healthy now, but if you're eating these things, you are contributing to that process. Why contribute to it? Why? Because it's temporarily soothing. It provides us comfort and there's no immediate negative ramifications. If there were, we would all make different choices. Thankfully, disease is a slow process, but on the unthankful side of things, that means that we are unfortunately in a position where we will make different decisions because we are mostly motivated by what impacts us right here, right now. Carbohydrates, soda, Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, all of those things, fruit drinks, candy. But it's not just sugars. Things like bread, things like pasta, chips, crackers, and even yogurt are loaded with carbohydrates. I I looked at a yogurt container uh, in our fridge a while back, and, and a small little thing of yogurt actually had more carbs than a serving of ice cream when it was almost twice the serving size. So you might be thinking, well, I'm eating yogurt. It's healthy. Look at the carbohydrates. Also look at the possible artificial flavors in there. Look at the binders. Look at the fillers. Look at the thickening agents in there. There's so much junk in our food. We just stop paying attention to the labels. If we can reduce our processed foods and we can reduce our carbohydrate intakes, we can simultaneously increase our consumption of real or whole foods, our bodies will benefit. Again, if you can't pronounce the ingredients, God didn't intend for you to consume it. If it isn't natural, it isn't recognizable to your body, and it impacts your body's ability to process and eliminate. That is the beginning of the process of storing toxins, which leads to disease. At a minimum, your body has to prioritize working harder on those processes versus fighting the inflammation and disease that you have already within your body. Why give it more to do? 
Instead, you can give your body the fuel that it needs to operate and to fight those things because your body will thank you and you should thank it because it does so much for you. Number three, sleep. This is more important than how tired you feel or even your overall energy level or how sharp you feel or whether you feel a brain fog or if it's or if you have conversely very clear thinking your body does a lot at night when you're sleeping it fights inflammation while you sleep your sympathetic nervous system calms down and resets while you sleep by the way this reduces your risk of cardiovascular disease your cortisol levels cortisol is a stress hormone also lowers Your immune system builds its army to help fight infection and disease and your tissues are repaired and your good hormones are released. This is just a small sample of the things that go on while your body is getting adequate sleep. What's adequate sleep? Seven to nine hours. Now, of course, this varies by person and condition. If you're in really, really great shape, can you get by in six? Sure. I wouldn't recommend it. I suppose you could. If you're more ill and your body needs more tissue repair, it needs more time, more sleep. So if you're getting 10 and you feel good, don't feel too bad about that. If you're getting four or five and you tell someone, I'm I'm just that person who only needs a couple of hours of sleep. That's not true. You might feel fine and mentally sharp and well-rested, but those systems, you still have a heart, you still have lungs, you still have kidneys, you still have a liver, you still have a central nervous system. All of those things are being worked on while you're sleeping. So you, it's not just, don't make it about how you feel. Everything is so feelings-based these days. Give the factory of your body time to reset. Seven to nine hours. That's what the experts say. And make sure that you're aiming for that seven to nine hours as uninterrupted as possible. It is essential to your overall health. Now, if you're struggling to fall asleep or stay asleep, I want to give you a couple of options to look into. But do your homework. Talk to your doctor and know that sometimes if you're on a certain medication, things can interfere with medications. So again, look into this and do your own research. Make your own decisions. There are a few different things that uh, can help you with sleep. Number one, um, melatonin. Um, Some people, so melatonin um, is predicated by serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone. By the way, I think everybody should be taking D3. D as in dog, three. Vitamin D3. Take it in the morning. It's fat-soluble. Take it with a fat uh, in the morning, and uh, that will actually help to increase some serotonin. That serotonin is in the system, then can convert later on at night to melatonin and start the sleep cycle. That in itself can be very helpful. Melatonin is good to help uh, to fall asleep. It's not as good to help stay asleep. There are PR versions, prolonged release and SR, um, sustained release. Um, And some people do good with melatonin. Some people it doesn't put a dent. It just depends on if you have enough, what the underlying cause is really is what it depends on. But melatonin is a good place to start. It's inexpensive. It's a good antioxidant. There are a lot of other benefits. Uh, Please do your research on that and take a look into it. Even people, I know people that are into wellness and disease prevention and they don't have sleep issues. They take melatonin every night. I take melatonin every night. I sleep like a baby. Now, I have also taken melatonin at 
in periods of my life where my sleep was off and it wasn't impactful. Other times it was. So again, it depends on their underlying condition or cause. Okay. Um, magnesium, 200 milligrams a day. By the way, we can all benefit from magnesium. Magnesium is something uh, that is cannibalized when we are um, under stress. That can be emotional stress. It can be physiological stress. Your body doesn't know the difference. Whether I give you bad news or smash your thumb with a hammer, your body is going to go through reserves because it is stressed. Magnesium is the go-to. It's required for relaxation, but it's also required for uh, things like ATP energy conversion. Again, look that up. It's a very important process. Really good for cardiovascular health. I take 200 milligrams twice a day. Um, I'd be more than happy to put the links to the products that I use that I find beneficial. Let me know if you think that that would be helpful to you all. L-theanine. L-theanine is an amino acid, um, and you know you can take 100 to 200 milligrams. It supports relaxation. Um, by the way, some people um, stack this with caffeine. Uh, it gives you a relaxed state of mind, but it actually increases your mental clarity. Um, you know, look into that. I'm not telling you to do that, but there are some people that do that. Uh, I would recommend starting at 100 milligrams uh, for that. Uh, same with at night. You would want to take it, you know, uh, an hour or two before you want to go to sleep. Take Start with 100 milligrams. You could go up to 200 milligrams to start the relaxation process, but start with 100. See how your body responds. That might be all that it needs, um, and it's fine. Again, I want to encourage you to look into these because L-theanine can uh, lower your blood pressure. If you already have low blood pressure or you're taking blood pressure medications, um, then it could have a slight impact, most likely not at 100 milligrams. But again, do your research, talk with your doctor. Uh, GABA is another one. Uh, GABA at 500 milligrams. Uh, some people, it's just it's very good for uh, you know stress reduction um, and, and it supports neurotransmitters that are more calming, uh, inhibitory neurotransmitters. Some people stack L-theanine at 100 or 200 milligrams with GABA at 500 milligrams at night, and they say that it knocks them out cold, and it's the best sleep that they've ever had. Uh, that's another thing, again, that you could look into. There are also sleep complexes that have forms of all of these and other things like chamomile and lemon balm and valerian root, uh, which ironically, valerian root smells like really bad stinky feet. So um, good luck choking that down. But uh, some people do really really well with it. Again, everyone responds differently. So do your research, talk with your doctor. If you'd like some links to the products, let me know and I'll drop some links in. Number four, stress. It's estimated that over 90% of doctor's visits are related to stress. We live in a society where we're constantly barraged with stress. Even while recording this podcast, my iPhone has been lighting up well within every 30 seconds emails, notifications of news, probably bad news. I'm sure something or someone else just got bombed. Solicitations, text messages, news about pandemics, loss of freedom, you know, gas price increases, food prices on the rise. It just doesn't stop. The problem with having a phone where everybody can reach us 24-7, I have text messages um, on my phone. My email is on my phone. Of course, my phone is on my phone and all the news is pushed there. Everybody has you know, uninhibited access to me 24 seven, right? So I'm just, my phone is constantly vibrating, constantly beeping. And that is a constant heightened state that we're in. Am I stressed about receiving an email? I'm not. But every time that there's notification, it just helps. It, there's a process, you know, that kind of keeps us in a lower state of fight or, fight or flight versus these uh, broken periods of stress, which I'll talk about uh, in just a moment. We can combine proactive breaks from stress with supporting the body's ability to manage stress for better coping. 
Here are a few examples. Number one, you could start your day, I do, with prayer and scripture reading. This is really helpful for me. It gets my mind off of me, my situation, my stressors, and onto something bigger and better, which is God. And in eternal perspective, not my little teeny tiny world for the time that I exist. And by the way, I was I was walking with a coworker at a conference in Florida uh, a few years ago, and we were walking down the beach, and he scooped down um, a handful of sand. And he said, look up and down, and this beach went on forever. Look up and down this beach. And he said, imagine how many granules of sand there are here on this beach. Now imagine all the beaches in the United States of America, and then all of the world, and he takes one speck of sand, and he drops it, and he said, that's my life. We would never find that granule of sand again, and it's completely irrelevant. And he said, so is my life. But he said, but we feel so fixated on our problems. They're so big right here, right now, but they're really not. We have to keep things into perspective. And starting our day in scripture and with prayer helps to keep and maintain an eternal perspective. Because listen, I will tell you right now, you will live forever. Your body will not, but you will. There are two outcomes of that, more in another podcast. I'm also able to focus in my scripture reading and prayer time on God's promises, his grace, his mercy, and his assurances. As a believer, I have assurances that I'm grateful for. I want to focus on those as well. I want to do my best, be prepared. That's what this whole PR4 society is about, but the outcome is in God's control. I have to do my part and he will be in control of the outcome. You can also set a uh, you know set a time uh, set aside a time for a break or two throughout the day. You can read a book. You can do a crossword. You can listen to a book on tape. I guess that would be on a, probably an iPhone these days, not tape. You can listen to your favorite music. You could go for a relaxing walk, preferably out in the country, uh, somewhere quiet where it's not going to be a bunch of uh, you know stimulation. Or you could spend some time doing your favorite hobby, whether that's baking or, or drawing or painting, woodworking, tending to your flowers. Do that once or twice a day. Make an appointment with it. Make it a priority. You can also help someone else. That also gets you outside of yourself. We don't have to look very far to find someone else in need. It's not only rewarding for those others, but there is even scientific proof that this is good for you as well. Also, if you have something stressing you out and it's not something you can make an immediate impact, maybe you want to be debt-free and you're three years away from that, it's just going to be constantly on your mind, write out that plan. Write out the plan and say, over the next three years, these are the steps I'm going to take with the means that I have right now. And over the next three years, I'm going to do this because the power is in the plan and the steps that you're taking, not the end result. That'll reduce your stress. Know that you're addressing it. Cut yourself a little bit of a break for that. It might not be getting solved today, right this second, right now and immediately, but you can wrap your mind around the fact there is a plan to chip away and there is an end in sight. You can close that loop mentally. You can support your stress with supplements. We already talked about L-theanine. That's a good one for relaxation. Magnesium, talked about that too. Same, again, I take 200 milligrams two times a day. B-complex, 
It's really good. There is a methylation process that you might want to look into um, or look into a multivitamin to make sure you're taking them uh, in the right amounts. There's a synergy amongst the B vitamins. You don't want to get all out of whack. Usually multivitamins do a really good job of making sure they're the right types and the right amounts, but some people do have a bit of an issue uh, with a methylation process that breaks down certain B vitamins. Holy basil is one of my favorite adaptogenic herbs. It comes from the Himalayan region uh, on the mountainsides. Uh, adaptogenic because in the at night it can get very cold, and then during the day it can get very warm, and it has to have certain adaptogenic properties to be able to account for that and adapt to all of those environmental changes. And the same adaptogenic properties that holy basil um, benefits from in, in that regard, we also can benefit from too. In addition to that, it's good for cardiovascular health. It's a powerful anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's good for hair, skin, nails. It's good for PMS, uh, perimenopause, menopause, um, monthly cycles with women. There, there are so many good things about holy basil. I can't recommend it enough. You just don't, you want to take the recommended amount um, and you want to stick with that. If you take too much, people come, sometimes can get a little bit of a headache because it can drop your blood pressure. So again, talk with your doctor and look into it. Two more that are adaptogenic in nature. Ashwagandha is another good one. Good one. It makes people um, feel pretty good. It's got a little bit of a, a boost also to testosterone. So of course, you know, men typically... Uh, likes like this particular supplement. Ashwagandha is a good one to look into, but again, do your research. And then same with rhodiola. A lot of people start with rhodiola. I personally started with holy basil. I stick with that. Uh, I don't have a need for any of the other benefits. In addition to that, I am very comfortable with the fact that holy basil really has no side effects. And I like the cardiovascular support that comes with it. So Let's just wrap up a couple of things. Number one, preserving and improving our health is simple. And I understand that it's not easy, but we can and should prioritize these simple steps. They're impactful. We need to do them. We often make choices that negatively impact our health versus supporting them. Why does, why does it happen this way? Well, it's easier, provides temporary, but fleeting comfort. But we have to remember that the stuff we're putting in our body today, what we're drinking, what we're eating, when we're skipping out on sleep, when we're not addressing our, 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 our stress, it might not be impacting us much today. But the tip of the iceberg is how you feel and how you appear. And then everything, the 98% underneath that is the process and the breakdown that you and I have in the disease process. So the stuff that we're doing today does have an impact. We just don't see it, feel it and acknowledge it in this moment, but they are still bad choices. We will pay the price down the road. What if you're paying the price for it when you can't get into the medical system or when you need that energy to be able to provide for food or physical safety or provide warmth and heat or whatever the case is in a more physically demanding world? The risk reward is not there. We shouldn't go on making bad choices as if things won't change. So let me summarize this for you very briefly. Those five things. Water. Cut out the junk and increase your filtered water intake. This is easy and this is free. So simple. Do it today. Fitness. Wherever you are, increase your level of fitness from where you are today. If you're doing nothing, just start to pedal on a bike while you're watching TV for 10 or 15 minutes. Go for, if it's warm enough outside, go for uh, a short walk. If you can, grab a couple of soup cans and do some uh, curling while you're watching TV. Listen, you can do an internet search. There are so many things you can do if you have no fitness level, if you have extremely low, if you're moderate, increase 
increase it from there. And by the way, your fitness level will increase by making dietary changes too. cut out the junk you're drinking, cut out the junk you're eating, put the good stuff in, and then combine that with a little bit of physical output. Your fitness level will increase. In fact, your fitness level will increase, believe it or not, not much, but a little bit just by making those choices of cutting those things out and putting the right things into your body. Now you couple that with making small incremental changes with your fitness level and your physical output, output, and those are going to be some desirable steps. But you're going to need one other thing that's important to your overall health and wealth, uh, health and wellness and recovery, which is sleep. That seven to nine hours supplement if you need. Do the homework. And, and, and create a wind down process two hours before if you need to. Step away from all the electronics, the screens, read a book, pray, um, you know, uh, read scripture, listen to some soothing, relaxing music, and just start that process and uh, help yourself to wind down if you need to. And then lastly, stress. Plan those breaks. Get outside of yourself with prayer and scripture. Serve somebody else outside of yourself. There are people that have needs there. It'll benefit them. It'll benefit you. And if you need to, support with some supplements. And lastly, if there's something still weighing on your mind, write it down, jot a plan to attack it, and commit to that strategy and know you're doing something and give yourself some credit there in that regard. Without good health, everything else is, can be, and will be a challenge. So do what you can while you can and should today. Find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can also follow the PR4 Society in Rumble, Getter, and Telegram at PR4 Society. Help someone you know and care about by sharing this podcast with them. You might be further along. They might not have started yet. Maybe this will fill in a blank, but just encourage them along and send this. You don't have to invest in a long conversation. I hope you do, but if you can't, just encourage them to listen to this and to sign up and get their head in this game. And remember, the vast majority of everything we're thinking about and doing today will pay dividends down the road. You might not feel it today, you might not benefit from it today, but you would rather prepare and not need it than to need it and not be prepared. So be proactive, be prepared, be practical, and certainly continue to be principled.